You're listening to the Sea Lab Hunters 2021 on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out how to join our new Discord group and support the show at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. If you're looking for us, you better check under the bus, cause that is where you'll, you'll find, find us, underneath the bus, we were thrown last weekend. Hey, we greet you from the deep, where, where never, never sleeps. sleeps, completely synced. And welcome <laughs> to season two, episode 38 of the Sea Lab Hunters 2021, our show that is and always has been about the William Street slash 7030 uh, produced Adult Swim show, Sea Lab 2021, a show legitimately about a hyper-professional crew of scientists and engineers who have lost their minds from the events of 2020. Thank fuck it's over. This is Joe. Patrick. And today we've got two special guests, uh, different people from the Impossible Coin. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, guys. Hey, uh... My name is Rocky Hardy. I'm on Impossible Coin. I'm a regular host. I specialize in fighting games and RPGs, and I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm Brian Cartwright. Allegedly, Impossible Coin is my podcast. Correct. Um, oh, God damn it. Um, I'm the Garnet Lee of uh, Impossible Coin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I specialize in being old and liking things that make that obvious. I took a break <laughs> from walking out into the desert to die to do this. <laughs> any uh any relation to Nancy Cartwright? Uh no, none. Oh. Rip. Wait, is Nancy Cartwright actually a person? I yeah, I, I don't that's, get anyways. That's the I think she's the voice of Bart Simpson. Yep. Oh, nice. So last time I don't know, some she's like Scientologist. pirate radio host. Oh, okay. Last Fuck. time some pirate radio host took over our station and like it seems like they did an episode on CLO twenty twenty, which is like a terrible fucking show, but this week uh, we're going to do something a little bit different since we have guests. Instead of our usual summary and analysis of a uh, 20-year-old cartoon with one more season than it probably should have gotten, we're going to do <laughs> a live commentary. You better get ready. For sure. Yeah. And before we start, I just want to say how much I fucking hate Hanna-Barbera. I think it's some of the worst animation I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> I just absolutely can't stand it. I mean, some of the Scooby-Doo stuff I can understand, but... Man, stuff like Sea Lab 2020, stuff like uh, I don't know, uh, the Jetsons, uh, Nibnab, um, uh, Jabberwocky. I just can't stand. It's just awful animations. What about Nick Nats. Nick Nats. <laughs> Nick Nats. He, you know, he. I heard he had a fantastic body. Yeah, I heard. I heard he was shredded. I heard he had an eight pack. But yeah, Nick Nick Nats is like the saving grace in the Hanna Barbera animation studio. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Fuck you, Hanna Barbera. Gone, not soon enough. And uh, fuck Frankenstein Jr. specifically. Exactly. Big middle fingers up. I you can't see it, but I got a big middle finger up for Frankenstein Jr. Frankenweenie. Go see Frankenweenie theaters now streaming. <laughs> Netflix, iTunes. We're going to be watching episode. 7211, or the Japanese title, Sibunsu Van Van, 
I'm pretty sure I sounded like Very a German that was a, Japanese. Title. Yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, originally released in the U.S. on December fifteenth, two thousand two. The equivalent to nineteen seventy two episode is eleven, which was released in the U.S. on November eighteenth, nineteen seventy two. And this don't is, yeah. do synopsis. Yeah, don't do <laughs> yeah. the synopsis. <laughs> true. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Rocky seeing this episode, which, you know, he's probably never seen. I mean, Rocky, you never actually, what's your history with uh, 2021? You're not an expert on this. So I'm, I am not an expert. That's true. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think it was on, on uh, adult swim in my youth. I, I remember it being on. That's definitely true. I may have seen an episode, but I don't quite remember. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. What about you, Brian? Um, I, I definitely was already like fully ensconced in Adult Swim when this shit was going on. I'm pretty sure I've seen this. I if I go like, oh yeah, about a minute in, it's because yeah, I've seen it. Um, but yeah, I was I was way deep into all that early Adult Swim dog shit. Um, Harvey Birdman is probably from this era, like my my yes. biggest jam. Mm, legit, that was really um, good. But like Aqua Teens, also like early Aqua Teen, like. For me, Aqua Teen definitely reached a point where, like, the, the the returns were like significantly diminishing. Season five, okay. maybe I'm missing something. Is Aqua Teen a recut version of an older cartoon, or no. is it fully original? It's fully original. So, oh, sorry, it's fully Jim. original, okay. but one percent not. They were based okay. on characters from a thing that was in Space Ghost Coast to Coast. So okay. it was like one percent a reimagining of guest characters from like a remake of of Space Ghost. It's a really that nice makes situation. sense. My my favorite thing about Aqua Teen is that it was like sold to um, you know Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim on the premise of a lie. They told Adult Swim that the fucking food products were going to solve crimes, and that was how they sold the show. They do for five episodes. They. It's three. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> they solve crimes for three episodes. Wasn't the last one the Leprechauns, right? Yeah, I think I think Leprechauns is the last time they actually solve a crime. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, man, but yeah, I, I think I think Joe and I. I mean, it's probably obviously we made so many C Lab jokes on the on the podcast, and we're very hev- heavily influenced I mean, yeah, by William Twenty Twenty One podcast. We've always done, yeah, Twenty Twenty One podcast. We've always done. We've always talked about it, and uh, yeah, I think we're big William Street fans, and a lot of our comedy and our sort of influence came from that. I guess per se, yeah. my uh, my brother and I definitely quote C Lab an inordinate amount. Um, so does Patrick, and um, we also quote Aqua Teen at various points. So, um, as much as I'd like to you know, claim originality for many of my comedy stylings or whatever, like probably a significant amount of it is derived from Adult Swim circa 2002 to 2005, even in ways I don't understand. Yeah. I I think that probably the thing for me from that era, which is like the most contributory to my sense of humor is um, Homestar Runner. Mm. Uh, Interesting. We've never talked about this. Um, I'm a big Homestar Runner fan, so I'm really surprised that we've never brought this up. Yeah, like uh, the the strong bad emails are like fucking perfect. Every one of them, I, I just love them. Those classic classic two uh, thousands. I loved. I I didn't watch all of it. I watched here and there. I miss. I mostly was a fan of um. Uh, what's his name? The the guy that answered the, not was it strong bad? It was the strong bad. It's no homestar. Yeah, strong bad is the one that answered the emails. There was homestar yeah. runner was the one guy, right? 
Yeah, Homestar Runner is nominally the the star, but like yeah. as time went on, uh, Strong Bad kind of became the Urkel of the show. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think um, it's kind of funny because I don't know if you guys watch any of the Aquabats cartoon show or the Aquabats super show at all. I've never seen it. I know, I know oh, that they're friends with the dude, right? There actually is an episode where where the there's a character that strongly resembles Strong Bad that comes on and does the same voice as a villain in that in that episode. And one of the episodes, and it's pretty funny. Nice. We should definitely do a Homestar thing at some point in the future. Especially, I mean, Impossible Coin doing a video game podcast. We could, you guys could definitely do a segment on old school Flash game. Holy shit, a Flash game segment would be nice. As long as oh we do God. some of those, um, the, the Madness Interactive games, I'm down. Flash about to die, yo. I mean, I think Flash died this past week. Well, be, technically, no. like... Facebook's going to keep it alive forever, but you know, this neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, so people will have ways to use Flash. It just won't be available on the broader internet anymore. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. man, that's that's the rising of so many stars. Like, I think Ego Raptor is one of the biggest ones, right? True. I, I honestly think we're going to lose a lot of game history if people don't catalog this shit because, like, there's so much American indie development that came out of the Flash scene. Yep. Right. I, I, I just think about, like, the significant bulk of like Edmund Edmund McMillan's or like early work, you know, like all the pre Meat Boy shit is just like gonna go up in flames. Not to mention all like the the sort of the. I think there's one. I don't know if any of you guys ever played, but there's a stick figure like point and click game where you click it in a timer and you and you like shoot or you You're dodge. Describing ten trillion games. Oh, well, there's one like that. It's really fun. I don't remember the name of it, but I'll I'll figure it out eventually. And League of I believe. But anyways, uh, do we want to start the, the C-Lab episode? And You know, yeah, I we... tell you what, if we're sitting here getting ready to watch C-Lab 2021, there's nothing that I wanted to do more than just relax and enjoy a glass of wine that I made myself. Brian, uh, please. Yeah, um, <laughs> do it. Fucking, fucking <laughs> shill on our podcast. <laughs> Fuck it. And um, part of, you know, enjoying wine I made myself is making sure that I could fail quickly, just like I'm doing with this plug. Um, <laughs> and so if you want to try wine at home, try it with our friends at Bruzy. And go to bruzy.refr.cc forward slash impossible coin. There it get, is. To get 15% off your Bruzy starter kit. Wait, wait, wait. Legitimately. Uh, Brian, I forget. Did you watch Community? He yes. did watch Community, yes. Do you remember the character who was the living like personification of Subway? Do you mean yes. Subway? Oh yeah, Later. sorry, I forgot his name was Subway. Yeah, they got a Ryan, real are you name. The Subway of Bruzy. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait until he's Bruzy Cartwright. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, com, number one podcast, Sega Saturn. Check us out, iTunes, <laughs> iCloud. Hey, hey, you know what? Fuck it. You guys should look into Super Family Complete, a defunct podcast I keep on the internet for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. That's really funny. <laughs> okay, anyways, now to the episode. <sighs> but first, we need to talk about sponsored Grizzlebees. <laughs> what a Get fun commercial. <laughs> Grizzlebees, they Brian, now deliver. For that fucking line, Brian. Cowabunga. I do remember this actual, like, opening. I just realized the giant hologram overlord head is in the intro. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. 
Wait, what? Oh man, can't believe they reused this footage. Wait, what? Didn't uh? Can you check the? Can we get? Can we get a pause on this and check the video? Did you hit the wrong thing, dude? Oh no, I think this is the right episode. They have different voices. Oh okay. I'm pretty sure. Didn't we just watch this though, right? <laughs> You're not supposed to give away the joke. Anyways, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we. I don't know. Is this a bit? Yes. No. Uh, 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 can you check the video file again, Joe? I have checked and double checked it. Is, is, is this an elaborate bit? Thing? This is a bit. Just let it go. Let it rock, man. Okay. Okay, there's Eric Estrada, so you know it's the real one now. Okay. Can we talk about how they got Eric Estrada on the show? Okay, yeah, legitimately <laughs> not a joke. I have no idea how they got Eric Estrada. We're stuck fast, Captain. Oh. We're losing power. Mr. Brian, come here. I've just come to... The shit he says on this show is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Legitimately absurd. Yo, Spiro, have you ever seen any of the fine, fine motion pictures directed by Andy Sedaris? Um, no, I don't think so. Like, name one. Okay. Um, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Oh, uh, okay. I've heard of Hard Ticket to Hawaii because I think it was covered on um, How Did This Get Made, but I've never seen it. Oh, you guys okay, that like, podcast? Yeah, I do, but not as much recently. But continue, Brian. Okay. Uh, Andy Sedaris, like, filled his movies with, like, the most amazing brands of dog shit. But one of my favorite things he did was make a movie simply titled Guns, um, starring Eric Estrada. Um, okay, so that's how they got Eric Estrada. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is definitely like a Eric Estrada needs cocaine money period of Eric Estrada's life. Yeah. Okay, that explains it. Okay, legitimate, legitimate factoid. The guy who does Stormy's voice is a liberal columnist for Fox News. His name is Ellie something. I forgot what his name was. Yeah, so there's all these clips about him talking about the economy that people sometimes put over Stormy clips. Oh, shit. No, that actually was made by the company. It's called it's called Stormy Waters Prudent. Uh, pundit. Wait, actually, that's amazing. Yeah, basically, there is they, they have him like in bathtubs talking. Basically, they took his radio columns and put that on over underneath the footage. Serve your breathing mixture. We'll be in radio communication. Okay? Everyone in. I, uh, I suppose you're wondering why Captain Glenwood just as well not set eyes. Legitimately, the first time I saw Sea Lab 2020, I thought it was the same voice for Murphy in both shows. Yeah. Uh, they sound similar. Also, the, the guy that voices Tony is Ellis Hennigan. He actually has a, there's a video he actually on YouTube that I really got, that recently got, uh, Picked up by the recommendations, it's called New York City Sub a Subway System in the 1990s. And it's just him talking about the subways for like 20 minutes. It's weird. Wait, isn't it him and John Stossel? I think so, yeah. What the fu- worst tag team. Oh, actually, speaking of that, my, my grandfather was actually in a John Stossel video. About what? Uh, so when my grandma was in the hospital, she had like some head thing. Uh, he there. He was doing a news report on some hospital, and my grandfather was just sitting in the background waving at the camera at him. That's amazing. I thought he was interviewed or something. No, I wish he was. That'd be pretty funny. Oh, 
Sorry, Captain Murphy. Captain Glenn says he doesn't want you on his boat. He was so, as you can tell from the Sea Lab 2021 episode, they basically just remade a Sea Lab 2020 episode, but with a new voice cast. That's so weird. Haven't they cleared that compartment yet? Soon, Captain. We're working on it. Well, how about the cutting torches? They're down there. I'm pretty sure these are the exact voice actors they use for the FCC later. So you came aboard anyway. Don't tell me what to do. Not on my ship, Murphy. It's not only the Aquarius that's in trouble. Sea Lab is in jeopardy too. You mean my rotten seamanship got us all in this mess? Is that <laughs> it? Oh, Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ! Beyond your control could be responsible for this situation, but that's not important right now. The immediate crisis is. Was this the year before everyone started going crazy? Year after, actually. I was gonna say I think this is the year everyone was crazy, but I think they just like were very responsible this episode for some reason. Get the charts, Mr. Brian. Fair enough. The collision has caused our backup cooling system to malfunction. We've got to cut through this hatch to the reactor. Also, the episode's half as long, so you're effectively watching a compilation movie version. Hashtag Team Four Star. Yeah, this actually, yeah, the funny thing is, this is actually, this is a bridge series except by professional people so it's kind of like a kind of like ghost stories except american animation true i can't believe them i can't believe that it actually existed well, some of me wants to do a fucking watch through of ghost stories another part of me is like this is too offensive to live yeah it it, bas <laughs> it basically is 2000 the 2006 comedy in quotations in a nutshell edgy comedy Did you ever see the plot to Sea Lab? What do you mean? There's a pilot. Sorry, the, uh, the pilot episode oh, the of Sea Lab. Sorry. No, I, episode 2021. I think I have, but it was a long time ago. It's really bad. Don't watch it. Thank you, Mr. Brian. Pretty bad. They, for some reason, they gave, uh, gave Murphy a squeaky voice. Uh, Quinn is French for some reason. And there's some other weird differences. I like how C-Lab 2021, like, sort of plays on the sexist treatment of, of, uh, uh, of, uh, Debbie, but C-Lab, like, 2020, the 1970s show, is actually that sexist. Yeah. Answer me, Glenn. Come in. What do you want, Murphy? I thought you were cutting the plates. I want you to give up this stupid plan of yours. What's so stupid about trying to activate the automatic carbon control system? What happens if you can't reactivate it? We go critical if the carbon rods are not inserted. Oh. Even if you have to do it with your <laughs> hands? That's right. That's too risky. Get off this ship. I once abandoned a ship prematurely. Remember, Murphy? You made a report about it. I never questioned your courage. Only your judgment. Glenn. Is there a difference between those two? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Judgment's like a wisdom check. No, judgment is an intelligence check, while like courage is a wisdom one. Oh, I don't know. I thought they I would not under, have the same that way, but that works. It'll be a close race. We've got race. I wonder if they check for perception before doing this. That's a good idea. They really should. 
I think they really. I think they all have low perception based on this entire show's run history. Based on how Debbie's squinting her eyes to read a gauge that's gigantic, yeah, pretty low perception. <laughs> Probably rolled a one on that one. Oof, God. I mean, she's already at a negative two. Like, it can't do much worse. Could be worse. Could ask uh, Sparks to run, roll an intelligence check. I remember seeing this. Yeah, I remember seeing this on Adult Swim back in the day, and I was just so confused. I was like, uh, "Where's, where's the jokes?" Yeah, I had the same reaction because I was like, "Wait, am I watching just actual Sea Lab 2020 right now?" <laughs> I didn't even know it was a thing. I thought it was. Just, I didn't know that it was based off of that. I was like, "What am I watching right now?" I feel if this shit had been released on Netflix in its original release instead of on TV, this would have been the first episode as a joke. I I wish they would have done that. That would have been so funny. Actually, it would be a kind of a cool like transition showing them from the mature, competent crew back then to what happened oh, before. This episode would function well as a transition, which we'll talk about right after it's done. You know what? You got to be free of seamen, guys. Yeah. Captain Murphy, this is Aquarius. Go ahead, Aquarius. You're looking good. Thanks, Murphy. You're welcome, Glenn. You know, it's been a busy day. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking we could call it a day. Right. All of Sea Lad can call it a day. A day to remember. I know I will. Here's how you can tell it's a different episode. I fuck with this, actually. You know, they always have this like, sort of vibe. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I was waiting for the whole fucking episode for that. <laughs> so, Nick Nats is still in the credits for this. <laughs> oh my Shit. god. That's amazing. Is Nick Nat one of the few people who was on both? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I think so. I think it's because he technically did the layout of it because it's literally just cut. That's that makes, that's that probably more sense, realistic. Actually. So it probably changes in later seasons where they're just animating random shit. Yeah, but no, I, I thought this episode is hilarious. I, I do feel like this could have actually been a good transition episode had they tried doing that simply because like it would just be like everyone's come to alcoholism after this and that's why everyone's so fucking weird from now on. After the loss of the original crew in the C-Lab 20, the C-Lab 2. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so what do we have up next? Ah! Ah! Okay. He has to wake up first, I guess. The, okay, guys, the original title of this was Bariki no Hiri. I really no-sold that one, Jesus. Um, uh, this was released in the U.S. on December 8th, 2002. Um, and the equivalent episode was released... 1972 and his episode 5 was released October 7th 
1972. Uh, be near Halloween, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I, I tripped on my dick because 1972 is in a sentence twice. Gotcha. Uh, no worries. Hey, uh, Brian, um, you requested this one without spoiling it. Could you, uh, could you give us a little bit of an idea why you requested it? Um. Okay. Like, I normally think that like repetition as comedy is terrible. Because, like, basically all it does is, like, ask somebody to be like, remember when we did this thing 30 seconds ago? Um, but, like, the pacing and the, like, the, the, the weaving of, like, multiple repetitions um, throughout this episode, like, like there's, there's multiple recurring bits, um, which they, they keep on hammering. And, like, the way they all come together at the end... It's just like hysterical to me, um, and also like we were really like I think at the it, unknowingly at the dawn of just the, the 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 terrible corporate shadow looming over like all art everywhere all the time, and like this kind of felt like it it, it sensed that and knew that, and so like being an episode which is ostensibly supposed to be like a promo of a new movie. But like the thing which is most pervasive and most recurrent is the alleged commercials throughout. Is is probably the one of the funniest things. Like I, 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 I still will routinely reference Grizzlebees in my day to day life. Like it just. Well, it's a good thing you brought that up because we can talk about our sponsor, Grizzlebees. They now deliver with their free onions. We're now use code Spirit Hunter Pod and get a free order of. Or cookie bread. Can we get directions to Grizzlebees? Uh, yeah, you just take uh, for Grizzlebees Australia, just get a plane and go to Grizzlebees. Walk into Grizzlebees. Wait, so, um, I think it's I think it's in the same neighborhood as uh, uh God, what is it like six one two Wharf Avenue? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where they have the, the the candy. Yeah, it's next to the uh, the Gentleman's Club, uh, Melon Shakers. Oh, ah, yeah. I love that place. Mm, reminds me of Jersey. Okay, here we go. God, this theme just bangs. Okay. Uh, Look at the it, bottom right to see the fucking head. Oh, I see it! It showed up for a split second, and that's where I noticed it. I never saw that before. I never noticed that. I didn't notice it till today. Wow, that's crazy. Oh hell yeah! The onion burst, a 96 ounce Vidalia onion, deep fried to golden perfection, and served with our signature honey maple ranch dipping sauce. Oh god! Fuck! I like how they just use the like quote unquote sexy Asian woman that they use in random episodes. <laughs> That's my favorite the character. That you want a blowjob, lady. Billions of Sea Lab fans, or if this is your first time under the sea, get ready for a wild ride behind the scenes of this summer. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> damn it! I like the onion rings Debbie's holding. So, what are we waiting for? Let's get this party started. I think that's the same wrench he's holding that the that they killed the score. <laughs> Holy shit. This is where the show just completely dislodged itself from the original. I like how they showed the crack on the window <laughs> when they're just hitting it. 
A tankard, huh? <laughs> oh, God. All two. I love Erica Strata. Fucking name. This something Marquez bitch. Now, Marco, what is all this stuff I'm wearing? It's called a rebreather, Tony. And it's the same exact kind we use on C Lab. Wow, that's exciting. What an exciting show to work on. You must be very excited to work on it. Yeah. That actually was just Erica Strada in the booth. Hey, excitement firsthand. We're going to visit the animators. Animating. Here we go. I like how she's staring at her chest. So today, basically, we're finishing some 3D spec processing for Dr. Quinn, who's a character on the show. He's on C-Lab. So what we do at this stage in the process is uh, Ed writes the 3D modeling code for a particular character. I write the code. Other 3D programs that can't generate I like the Mac Pro. So we had to invent a whole new oh my program. god. This is all new code. So basically we have a skeleton. Call it a skeleton. God, computer tube. Dr. Quinn is black. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. I still say this quote. He's looking for Gus. Really? I fucking, I fucking love I love that quote. I always say, yo, Doc, you've seen Gus? <laughs> I think that's that quote's actually from the Predator episode, too. Oh, my God. Or was it the Predator episode? I think it was. Oh my god. What the hell does that say, Joe? Risky! <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> he did literally say, you will wish you had less fun. <laughs> no, yeah. No, that's right. God damn it. Three kilos, actually 96 ounces? I, I don't fucking know. Jeez. I'm about to find out, man. Wait, 96 divided by 16. No, it's 105 ounces. Holy shit! They just round it up. Let's go to let's go to Spanish Grizzlebees. Getting a lot more. Wow, I'm here with the director and executive. That's probably what that guy, the Big Eaters Club shirt guy, does. Holy shit! Hey, Tony. Oh, actually, fun fact about Kid. Uh, there's a cut. Uh, there's a cut episode of uh, C Lab that wasn't made, that never made the air called Quinmas. Which is about mm -hmm. Dr. Quinn seeing the seeing a ghosts of Christmas past. Uh, it's ba it's based off of a uh, the, the the Christmas story, Christmas, Christ Carol. Christmas Carol, yeah, a Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. And uh, the guy on the right is actually his uh, Quinn's friend that Quinn killed by throwing hydraulic acid all over him and killing him after being Wait. completely drunk. 
Okay, I, I do want to double check. Is it hydrochloric acid or hydrochloric acid? Hydrochloric acid. I can't talk. Okay. For sure. I just want to double check. That's all it is. Yeah. Also, uh, in more nerd news, uh, 96 cents is actually 2.72 ounces or kilos. Awesome. I thought you were going to talk about Kid and Play. I'm like, I don't. I know who Kid and Play are. I don't have much details on them. Wait, Kid and Play, they're fine. Are they supposed to be based on somebody? Oh yeah, those are real dudes. Yeah, Kid and Play are like they they're, they're a musical group in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, essentially Quinn killed Kid. <laughs> yeah. Which is you know still insane. Yeah, he was visited by like a half-naked bear. I don't know what that was about. Like a, a green bear, like an actual bear, not like a a bear that you were thinking. Could be both. Yeah, could be. Both. He was kind of a bear, so I guess so. The BNA of sorts. Ah, my favorite anime. There she is again. Yeah, he's claiming that that's his wife. Oh right. The World Onion Council. <laughs> I forgot about this one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember these fucking commercials? Yes. Oh my Yo. God. Every night it's on G4 a girl's TV. Wild commercial for those who can't see. Man, the guy who fucking started Girls Got Wild is like essentially a super villain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did a lot of damage to the Free the Nipple movement before he even started. Yikes. As I recall, like, I mean, Joe Francis, like, legitimately did shit, like, that you would call, like, super villain shit, like, um... I think fled to an island that he purchased. Dang. <laughs> Right after this. I'm noticing that she didn't say what a fun commercial. Oh fuck. Hey, look at it's my hands right now because it's so dry out. Holy shit. It got to where I couldn't even leave the house anymore. But now you don't need to leave the house ever again. Oh my god, no. Oh fuck! <laughs> what do you mean like now? My hands look like that. I'm sorry, did he say onion wings? Yep, onion wings. <laughs> I think he said onion wings, yeah. Oh my Kawabunga. god. Fuck, and that fucking frame said mess this bless. Welcome back. What a fun commercial. <laughs> We've come to the moment you've all been waiting for. Our exclusive sneak preview of this summer's hottest action movie, Tin Fins. So strap in and get ready to get wet. Yes. Would you put your brain in a robot body? No. What, like a robot human body? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd put it in something better. Oh, shit. In the world's second most advanced research facility. Wait, second? There's Space Lab. Canonically. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Space Lab is weird. We don't talk about that anymore. They show up in like two episodes. Two? I thought it was only the ASHD TV. I think they're mentioned in one. Uh, but like, Sea Lab is definitely more difficult because like they're under pressure all the time. They got pills or something for that. 
<laughs> this is my favorite shot. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go fishing. That's just Eric Estrada again. <laughs> oh my god. I think he had the Bebop cola machine in his mouth in that one. I didn't see it, that's amazing. Beautiful. I wonder what this is supposed to parody. <laughs> no idea. Wow, that was great. What a fun movie. Oh now, my god. It's time for me to come up for air. See you at the movies. Hey, save some popcorn for me, would ya? I literally like 2021 was brought to you by Grizzledees. You'll wish you had less fun. <laughs> yeah. like, like like that save some popcorn for me i swear i i when i go to see the i don't know if you guys ever went to like movie theaters but they have like that the before video stuff of these annoying guys talking about how good the movie is or something okay so uh -huh. i know what you mean but when you said have you guys ever been to movie theaters <laughs> i almost had a violent like yes of course we have <laughs> this is one of my favorite credits <laughs> what the fuck Get fucked. Can you watch Tin Films? Okay, I don't Nick, know if that happened to me. Nick Nance is actually not in the credits for this one. so Fair enough. Okay, Confirm. so it's probably the first season where they were using legitimately the same shit. Well, I think it's just that episode specifically because technically they just ripped off whatever they had. Okay, and so with that, uh, now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. No, she wouldn't want to go on like this. Let's remove the feeding tube. And replace it with some zesty onion wings from Grizzlebees. Grizzlebees. Coma victims love it. You know, she does look happier. Hi, we're Ellen, Steven, and Mark, hosts of Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. Topics include programming, design, tools, and more. We also do interviews and one of our game jams. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get to your... Wherever you get to your podcast, you get there. <laughs> or at nicegames.club. Come on in. What can I get you? Sure, I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. They're that podcast about video games and beer. From the latest gaming headlines to diving deep into the games of yesterday to sampling and reviewing craft beer from all over the world, Hair of the Dogcast is here for the gamer and beer lover in all of us. Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. And though we lay this good woman's body to rest, we take comfort in the knowledge that Grizzlebee's nachos just got cheesier. Bring a notarized death certificate into any participating Grizzlebee's and receive a free order of salsa cookie bread. Dining room only. So, uh, what did you guys think of those two episodes? Rocky, uh, floor is yours first because you've never seen it before, I guess. Okay, um, so it's, I, I want to start with the question, if that's okay with everyone. I guess you can just play with it. your fucking reverse card in Uno if you want. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. like, dude, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what's happening right now? It was an amazing show that you <laughs> apparently missed out on. I guess I did, man. Like, I was just like, what? Like, the whole time. It, it was legit bananas. Tim Fins is legit wild. I, I do like the idea of, like, uh, you know, comp like, commercial compilation show, like, poking fun at commercials. Fuck commercials, man. Bullshit. 
they get yeah. more and more meta as it goes on to the point where like they have an episode that's a behind the scenes episode where they're just addressing Marco as Eric Estrada. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Are we watching that today? I don't think we're watching that one. Like the next meta, the only other meta episode we're going to watch is the like final episode of the show, which is really depressing. Fair enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a, uh, there's, there's literally episodes where it's just one frame for most of the episode as well, which I'll talk about later. Like oh, yeah, just, just mm-hmm. a dark screen. Yeah, literally, that's the like, and that's the thing why I love about Adult Swim shows. It's like, like dead air on TV is literally the norm for them. That's not something that's that's like rare. It's like dead air TV shows. Like uh, I think Space Ghost. There was a episode where an ant literally just drags a Space Ghost across the screen for the entirety of the fifteen minutes. That's not a joke. That actually aired on live TV. Did you, Did you guys read newspaper comics back in the day? Uh yeah yeah some yeah I feel early Adult Swim was just fucking Doonesbury. That that's fair. Um, so for those of us who are, I mean, for for those listening who are not mine or Brian's age, <laughs> Doonesbury was a comic where they just photocopied the first frame into each frame and just wrote different captions. That's essentially what it is. I still think Twelve Outs Mouse is the the accumulation of all that merged into one to create the ultimate. F you to any any sort of rational TV show. Have you guys watched uh, Xander Renegade Angel? Because I've been meaning to oh, based God. on all the like, weird shit I've heard about it. I have. You guys have? Okay. Do you want to just tell everyone what it is? Basically, it's this... I guess they ripped some CGI model. They missed with the legs, but it's a CGI it animated show. CGI. Uh, it was all free CG models that they could find online. Yeah, and basically it's shoved into a show and... There's no story that's literally some some angel guy with a weird accent walking around and doing things, which is kind of the mo for for TV sh- for Adult Swim shows back in the day. It's apparently a surrealist nightmare, but everyone I've ever worked in video games with who's an animator like loves it because they're like, yeah, this is what we just had to fucking do when we made our first games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to sit down and watch it like I do like C Lab, but it's still worth a watch for a few episodes just because of the stupidity like there's this one episode where he needs to he needs to get into a steal something from a store so he just starts yelling sports really loudly and the entire store all just starts shouting sports 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 while he takes something and walks out of the store wait that's where shouting sports came from yeah it's like sports 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 and wait explain shouting sports is that a thing that people do yes I've definitely encountered that done as a joke in other things. That's probably oh what it's God, referencing. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. That's fucking thank you for that joke archaeology. Um it's cool. I, I I'm I'm here to hit you with some like legit facts about Joe Francis. Do it. Um the the creator of Girls Gone Wild. Um oh, I forgot who you were talking about. Fuck. Okay, okay, go ahead. So uh Joe Francis um in two thousand eleven brought three women to his home, uh, which led to charges of false imprisonment. Um, Classic. Yes. uh, He he, uh, ended up getting convicted for false imprisonment, uh, as well as uh, assault causing great bodily injury and dissuading a witness. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay. This, yeah. Yeah. He served 300. More just terrible. He served 339 days in jails, paid $60,000 in fine. It was fine for having... Uh, contraband in his jail cell. 
Um, he was later sentenced to 36 months of probation, um, which he didn't complete, but we'll get to why. Um, oh, no. Yeah, he... Um, he he was he he filed for bankruptcy, and um, it was because he wanted to protect protect Girls Gone Wild from his gambling debts to Steve Wynn. Um, Who is Steve Wynn, the owner of the Wynn Casinos in Las Vegas. <laughs> mm, amazing, and, and so, um, he fled to Mexico. In 2015. Holy one shit. Does. Yes. Um, and, he, and, this, and the reason for this is that, like, Mexico's uh, extradition treaties uh, with the United States will not, does not include the enforcement of civil contempt warrants. Correct. Yes. And so he fled to Casa Aramara, uh, his 1500. His 1,500-acre beachfront village that he owns in Banderas Bay. Okay, um, okay. I'm not going to lie. This sounds like a dude who, at the end of Bad Boys 4, Will Smith and his friend should just fucking show up in Humvees and kill everyone. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, wait, you, wait, did you call Martin Lawrence Will Smith's I couldn't, I was friend? like, Martin, 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 and I couldn't think of his last Ma- name. Martin like, Mysteries. <laughs> Um, I was like his friend. <laughs> so part of the part of the debts that Joe Francis amassed over his Girls Gone Wild career include 2004 when um, someone broke into Joe Francis's home and filmed a humiliating blackmail video at gunpoint on behalf of the mob. And he paid the mob for years to make sure that this video never went public. Did the video ever go public? Yeah. Um, to date, the video is not found online. So I guess, hey, I get my real takeaway from here is if you pay the mob, they'll keep the word. Um, oh, me and, me and Patrick actually have a copy of it that we're watching for a future episode of the show. Yeah. Oh, God. Welcome to this show, which has always been about watching Joe Francis's blackmail video. <laughs> Yeah, we're just six, 69 episodes dedicated to Joe Friends video. Joe Friends. Oh. Joe Friends. Yeah, I, I was thinking of the guy that did Jack. Joe Friends is the, the it's for shorthand. His friends yeah. are allowed to call him Joe Friend. So Joe Francis has been convicted of the following um, tax evasion, bribery, false imprisonment, a, a assault causing a great bodily injury, oh, dissuading a witness. Um, he also has a record com- uh, record keeping violations and has pled contest uh, no contest to child abuse and child prostitution as a result of the production of the Girls Gone Wild videos. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure one of those was pulled because it specifically had a girl who was 17. Yo. Yeah. Wow. Well, Joe, when you said Yoshi, I just imagine Yoshi just with a camera filming like topless Princess Peach or something. I, I just. I just need Bowser and Joe Francis to do a super team up, you know? Like, do you mean Doug Bowser, current CEO of uh, Nintendo of America? There we go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I feel, I feel this guy would be better friends with Wario. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything you've described sounds like something Wario would do if cornered. But anyways. Okay. Uh, okay. Of- I, I think I may have Joe Francis's secret identity. Canonically connecting him to Wario and Waluigi. Okay. 
Joe Luigi. Okay. It's weird because uh, Waluigi is like barely connected to Wario, but go ahead. He's right, right, right. Well, all right. So we, I, I think that Joe Francis represents a, another faction which is opposed to both Mario and Wario. Um, mm-hmm. There is the scene where Mario and, Wa- I'm sorry, Wario and Waluigi are walking along, right? And uh, Waluigi whips out his pen and defaces a poster of Mario and Luigi. And what does Waluigi say after defacing the poster? Oh, uh, fuck. I, I used to know this. Um, he, he like coins a character who they've never fucking referenced ever again. It's like something yes. I something. Mr. Eyeballs. <laughs> oh my god, Joe Francis is Mr. Eyeballs. <laughs> We've solved it. We've Episode 21, it. Feast of Alvis, or Japanese title, Arubiso no Kodian. Originally released <laughs> in the U.S. on December 29th, 2002. The equivalent 1972 episode is the, the Bible? So, anyways... Uh, do we want to start this episode up? Just a sec. This is legitimately the next episode right after Tin Fins. Okay, let's see what we get. I'm mean, speaking of getting sued. This will probably get us sued by ancient people. Oh my god, we're gonna get attacked by the Alvisians again. Carrying pioneers to the frontier, a young woman in the party called Delia was heavy with child. And though she had journeyed with Is she holding the rifle? Yes. None had lain with her. <laughs> and on this frosty winter's night, young Delia's water broke, almost freezing her. To How big are his legs? And the Enormous. His squat game is heavy. Okay, so is that just me, or does that guy look a lot like Nick Knotts? I'm pretty sure that is Nick Knotts. There's a callback. And so there in the stable among the feed and tack and the, the what's this? This is what Alvisians actually believe. Oh my god. Elvis, as was her wont. And since none of the men in the party were the father, it was decided <laughs> that this child must truly be a miracle. And it was so. <laughs> there suddenly and miraculously appeared an awesome and mighty comet. And so brilliant was its light that there came from all the tribes which the soldiers had not yet decimated shamans. And they rode upon buffalo as was their heathen custom, bearing Jesus. offerings of whiskey and firearms. <laughs> and when the shamans saw the child, they were in awe. For he glowed as if bathed in a light like that was truly not of this world. So, so, so does little Cody, does Cody glow by himself? No. Right, so plop him in there. I want to fire up those halogens. This is dangerous. <laughs> light bulbs are way too hot. Woman, the swaddling clothes are asbestos. Now wrap asbestos. him up. Asbestos? Yeah, and his pistol's just a little twenty-two. Couldn't hurt a flea. <laughs> oh my God. This I can tell oh, you. Come on, you idiots. Look, them breakers ain't rated for this. We'll cram a penny in there. Penny Jesus. Look, shamans wouldn't ride buffaloes a jillion miles to see that little piece of crap comet. A penny will start a fire. Would you ride your buffalo a jillion miles to see that piece of crap comet? Ow. Ow. <laughs> that buffalo's mean. Brighter. I want these jerks quaking at the sight, just like uh, in the book of Albus. Penny will start a fire. Ow. Do you know anything about buffaloes? Ow. Would... 
I know enough not to fool with them. We'll put True. the like in a parade and fire up that sound system. Cast bags. Do they really do that in parades? Is that real? I actually don't know. Only one way to find out. Alvis type. I need a reef like that on the top with the guns and the bullets. Holy shit. Okay, but we never do a big Alvis time thing. Because it's offensive to non-Alvians. Non oh my god. Who the hell's non-Alvian? Only about a third of the crew is Alvian, sir. Come on, now that's just crap, right? About 20% are Shikra, 15% are Mandu. 6% Hempus, 2% Krebish, and um... Bleah, 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 the Krebs already had their Alvis time. The Nine Knights oh. of Krebula? Yeah, nobody busted their chops. Because religious tolerance is a mainstay of the C-Lab Charter. And we had a special menu for a whole month for the Shikra's little dealy. Uh, do you mean Shikradon? Whatever. The Shikra's fast during Shikradon. Yeah. And we had tons of leftovers. Look, I'm the best. <laughs> oh my god. Ever. Maybe not even fifth best, but I'm the boss. And this year, Alvis is in the hizzy. The hizzy? Mm-hmm. Well, your little ham and liquor hootenanny isn't it's gonna... It's not a hootenanny. It's an extravaganza. Oh my god. Shut up! Get in there! Shut up! Are you drunk? Shut up! Shut your drunk ass up! Shut up! Come on, Albion's get wasted at Alvis time. So quit oppressing us. Shut up! Quit oppressing us. Alvis time stuff. We were just asking the same thing. No, 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 no. This is totally offensive. We were just saying the same thing. Shut up! You shut up! Cussing and fun <laughs> baby Alvis. He's a miraculous miracle incarnate. Ha. <laughs> huh? What's that supposed to mean? Parting the Rio Grande and a miracle birth? It's a fairy tale. Well, here's a, a, a non-fairy tale for you. You're fired. You can't fire him based on religious... How can you worship that guy? <laughs> he killed a man. Hey, only for... Re <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows if you kill somebody for revenge, that's legit. Yeah, it's chill. Alvis was the holiest man ever to slap on. He killed for your sins. Most religions think Alvis's love of liquor and guns and revenge was... Creepy. Well, maybe <laughs> religion's gonna cash it out in hell for all eternity. Alvis oh my god. Those bitches. Mal can start <laughs> to leave in hell. You're a witch? Malka's not about witchcraft. No, it's a... no, no. You're fired. Get on your broom. You can't fire someone. Get on your broom. <laughs> Don't Just... let Marco catch you on the way out. Thanix freak out about witches and crap. Who are you calling? Oh my god. Back me up here. I'm surrounded by tree-hugging Elvis haters. I don't, I don't hate Elvis. Elvis. Who told you I was Thanix? And you're a Spaniard, so a I... Spaniard? Oh, jeez. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. Hey, oh, whoa. I'm not from Spain. In fact, 85% of Spanish-speaking people in the world are not from Spain. Hey, look, look, I don't want to get into a big thing. And all Latinos are Thanix. Shut your Rivestix-loving ass. Well, what the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Did you just hex me, you bastard? Shut your damn <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like all good C-Lab fights, it happens off-screen. Classic. Sir, that's my whole point. The Feast of Alvis isn't for everybody. It's only for a minority of people. The largest minority, but a minority all the same. So should, should we have like a, a warning in the, before this episode?
What? I mean, why? These are all fake religions. They don't exist. Oh, fair There's enough. There's no similarity to real religions whatsoever. Totally. Liquor isn't going to fix. Not just liquor. Come on, it's got nutmeg. You know, like Malcolm X got high on in prison. Jesus Christ. Me and my brother say that line all the time. Also, that's a real thing. So Malcolm X... I think I've heard Josh say that out loud in person before. Yeah. Anytime me and Josh are cooking and we're like, and we have to use nutmeg, we're like, oh, like Malcolm X got high on in prison. <laughs> I totally forgot it was from here, but it's in reference to the movie Malcolm X, where like during his conversion scene to Islam, they like give him like a boatload of nutmeg and put it into a cup. And then like he drinks it, like gets high. And then he's like, yeah, man, Islam sounds great. Uh, but then, so I once said this while I was at like some hippie food store and like some like older hippie woman who was absolutely gorgeous was just like oh yeah i did that once don't fucking do it it's a bad trip thank <laughs> <laughs> you so no! next drinking game we all do nutmeg no, yeah, dude. It, no it can fuck up your liver like actually don't do a lot of uh, the amount oh of nutmeg you need to hallucinate is enough where it can like fuck up your liver uh jesus yeah the spirit hunters get a liver transplant <laughs> that's what the patreon's for hey. Is that what the Tegan feet picks tier is for? Yeah, that's the Tegan. Tegan wants to do her fit picks. So whatever, it's fine. Okay. Right, Peterman Family Services. Lady, unless you got a baby Elvis jammed up your skirt, tell your story walking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit. And then wrap him in asbestos. Isn't that the same character model as the mom from earlier? Yeah. Yes. I think they might reuse reuse models on here, which is kind of ironic. I mean, I think yes, that was the did, but that one specifically. I think, yeah. Oh, anyone who doesn't know, Hash is like actual real life MC Chris. Hmm. Fuck, he used to do the, did the Kingdom Hearts like Resident Evil 4 thing? I think so, yeah. I don't know about Yang. this, please tell me. Oh, yeah, like, he, it's part of his stand-up where, like, he, like, ranted that, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 is, like, really slow. And, like, Resident Evil 4 is, like, action, like, in your face. But, like, I'm not gonna do the, I have to do it verbatim. It's not worth it. I'll just, like, give you the no video worries. later. Fair enough. They actually, they actually have a, uh, in the, I forgot what the episode was with the soda machine. They actually play MC Chris's song, uh, Fet Vet, as the main, as the a song in the background, because... The plot of that is the that Murphy gets trapped under a soda machine and a bunch of the crew are, are roadies for MC Chris. That's kind of dope. That's actually the plot of that episode. For those of you who didn't see, you just turned nutmeg into into whiskey. Wait, you changed eggnog into whiskey. Eggnog into whiskey, sorry. That is correct. And beat the asses of the non-believers who ruined my feast. Especially whoever crapped the buffet. No? No, so that was me. Everyone. That's a line my brother also quotes. No, sir, that was me. Yes, to 
concussion could cause you to hallucinate and see all kinds. He was real, I'm telling you. We got drunk together. We were gonna get some revenge on the friggin' Krebs. What? Oh my God. You read the book of Albus? Albus was himself a Kreb. What? Yes, it was the Romans who killed him. So in <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> this is totally not on the nose at all. Oh my God. Five thousand years old. <laughs> Five thousand years is of stupid. So dumb. So think about the convert. To uh, Albionism or to Krebism, of course. Yeah, Krebism, yeah. Reform Krebism. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Krebs Krebs for Alvisians. No, oh do not do not do Krebs for Alvis. <laughs> Messianic Krebs. Messianic Krebs. Oh, no. oh gosh. Anyways, There's... speaking of uh weird religions, next up we have uh episode thirty nine, Neptunatai, aka Wadatsumi no Shinja. Originally released in the U.S. on December 15th, 2002, the equivalent 1972 ep is the Dead Sea Scrolls or the, the Living Sea Scrolls or, I don't know, like, Scrolls from the Sea? Okay, but hold on. I have a question. Like, why do all it. of these, like, Sea Lab 2021 shows episodes have Japanese titles? They don't. I ran these through Google Translate. <laughs> And some of them I had to take some liberties. <laughs> some I had to take some liberties with, such as Neptunity, which doesn't exist as a word, so I made it into Followers of the Sea God, which came out as the title I just said. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. I was about to say because you, you know, like I, I'm not opposed to like the Japanese being into American animation. Hell, one of my favorite crossovers is King of the Hill becoming popular with Japanese viewers. That sounds fucking sick. And so I was hoping that there was like some strange Japanese fandom for C-Lab 2021. There probably I is. I wonder, but I, it's probably min, minuscule. But really Ooh. quick, I just want to bring up um, the next episode is in the season after the guy who played Captain Murphy passed away, sadly. And so they replaced him with a guy named Tornado Shanks, who people have mixed opinions on. I think he's a good character, but I think some of the episodes that are sent, like centered on him are bad. Um, while there's a lot of people who like actually just like dislike him as a character, mostly because he was a replacement, but um, he's of mixed quality. Like Patrick, I know you're more of a fan, and like Brian, like what are you? What, what are your thoughts as well? Uh, I I I think I, you know what? I'm gonna reserve some grown up judgment because like I feel that I have the like eh, I don't like this replacement like poo pooing. Um which I think might have something to do with like being a young man who likes things a particular way, which is why I'm looking forward to getting back into it. Yeah. Uh, actually, fun fact, the person that played Captain Murphy is voiced by Harry Gauze. His son, his son Michael Gauze, actually voices uh, Tornado Shanks. Oh, really? Okay, that's interesting, because like, I knew that... The, like. I knew that another gauze came on, but I thought it was his like brother for flashbacks or something. But like, I mean, I, I trust your re research. That's really interesting. I was unaware, actually. Yeah. Um. The weird thing though was that I don't know if maybe it was a different voice, but uh, there's two episodes where his voice is more high pitched. It was during the 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 iRobot really, and the uh the um was it the who's that's the 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 movie star that goes on the set? 
I can't remember what his Beck name. Beck Bristow. Yeah, and his voice is noticeably higher pitch for some reason. He's wearing a helmet. I don't know if it's a voice imitator. There was something wrong with his voice or what happened in that time. Okay, I'm going to start the episode and let's let's see how we all come back to Tornado Shanks. Gotcha. I like how this episode of our podcast, more than any other episode, has just been an excuse to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> he sets the Impossible Coin formula. I, more or less, actually, for being honest. The Impossible Coin promise. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens, we will definitely be hanging out. Yup. I want to drink human blood out of a silly straw. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, George H.W. Bush isn't in the background. Honestly, I'm talking like about he's right really there. Thick. Damn. Neptune never sleeps. There's only four gems on that one. I mean, there's another grouping of five later in this episode that you'll see. I'll accept that. It's it's in the base. For some reason, this gives off a ma- massive Knights of Columbus vibe. I don't know, do not know know why. Dude, yes. But if you reveal the secrets of the Brotherhood, they'll destroy you and everyone you tell. Shanks, you can trust me. I mean, they're definitely going for Freemason jokes here. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's why Brother Booth wearing that. Who poisoned the world's supply of mac and cheese? Nobody poisoned the mac and cheese. All the mandatory hats is much more like a... <laughs> I still like his head explodes into mac and cheese. Like an Elks thing or a moose thing. Yeah, I feel it's an Elks Lodge thing. Wait, is that the, the Kiwanis? Oh god, not that joke. The five Jew bankers. Not the five Jew bankers. Oh my god. <laughs> Same. But we've got the infinity trident, so they can't be messing with us. What the hell are you He's just gonna walk around with the trident? I greet you from the deeps. Where Neptune never sleeps. Oh, damn it. He's got <laughs> when I say that. One of their gay rules. Yikes, yeah. I can't. To be fair, he's supposed to be a bore, but like it does kind of look weird now. Hey, if you're looking for fun uh, trivia to fill out your Brian trivia card, Brian's a Freemason. Awesome. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wait, are you actually a Freemason? Yeah, I'm a Freemason. How do how do I get into like how many kills do I have to get to get into that? Oh my god. Zero kills. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I forgot about that entirely. I was 19 when I joined the Masons. Is there like an age limit to that? Or? Uh, 18. 18 is the uh, 
Young Superman. Oh, okay, that's it. so I could join it now. If I don't have to be like under that. Right. So n no ritualistic murders to do that though. Um, I like how none of us are flinching about John Wilkes Booth jumping off a table and breaking his leg. It's legit ridiculous. <laughs> Never sleeps. I drank human blood. I can't believe I've had four cookies. Is help yourself to punch in cookies a reference? I feel it's a um, common phrase, but I don't know if it's a reference. I think it's a, maybe a slight reference. Like, what is it? The Jim Jones um, thing? Mass suicide? Oh, yeah. The People's Temple. I wonder if it's an Alcoholics Anonymous thing? Maybe. That could also be that. That that would make sense to me. Oh, uh, no. Any excuse to bring up the People's Temple's good with me. I think help yourself to milk to punching cookies is like one of those things at AA that's like just any meeting. Uh, yeah, it's like unofficial, but it's not like it's not in the script. Yo, I, guess I, I just watched the uh, documentary about Heaven's Gate. Oh, dude, oh, I love that documentary. Did you like the part about the guy's <laughs> balls getting all huge? <laughs> I forgot about this too. Oh my god. Turn. Uh, Why don't you uncripple yourself? Ooh, better idea. Well, Wait, is that the same kid? Like just grown up? Wait, what same kid? From Roger, you know. From what? No. From twenty twenty. No, Hesh oh, is no, another no, no, character. No. That kid is in this show as like a guy who can only speak with. Oh, oh, the other guy? No, he shows up in an episode where the Make a Wish Foundation comes to the C Lab. Oh, that kid. <laughs> the leg. Damn, get fucked. No, did you hear that? He actually wasn't crippled. He was just lazy. Yeah, that's actually really gross. Oh. <laughs> Neptune is my co-pilot. <laughs> I like how his, his his thing blinked. Oh, the eye's moving. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it moves. It definitely went down for a second. Man, this is one huge beaker of pus. That's insane. Don't do this. Please, come on. Just all this pus sloshing around. Bro. And you've been to Europe. No, it's getting closer. Okay. We almost dropped this pus. Alright. <laughs> As soon as every time they run somebody over with the cart, it's just really funny to me. Oh, I love this part. This is my favorite part. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Damn, they just took a whole chunk of his hair out. It's just gone. Damn you, Flago. I miss early aughts surrealism. 
Damn, it's like that. <laughs> oh my god. Hell, he could be anywhere. Maybe we should split up. Maybe you should hush while the men are talking. Maybe you'd like to wear your guts for garbage. Oh my god, look. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's he using the trident for now? Damn it, Neptune. <laughs> I want an ass to match these cans. Come on already. I demand more junk in my trunk. I just like how they got that got this liberal commentator pundit just to say all these stupid lines. Speaking of off-screen fights, I think I, I referenced this in an episode too. I think or, uh, yeah, of another I show that we've done fun. in the past. That's the that's that should be the episode clip. <laughs> oh my god. No. Hope you're happy. I am. <laughs> Man, we thought that Kraken had you. Well he would have if Goo Goo Yasha hadn't shown up. <laughs> Don't thank me, thank Batumi. Oh and is barely believable. So hey, welcome to the Yu Haka show. I'm Patrick. Uh, I'm Joe. Damn. What about the consequences? What the hell are they gonna do about it? <laughs> of course. Wait, what the fuck? Fools. No one defies the brotherhood. But sire, without the infinity trident, we're powerless against the five Jew bankers. You idiot. Oh my god. Without the millionth time we made up the five Jew bankers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Don't thank us. Thank Pokumi. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna him in the face. Yep. We gotta look for Nick Nats. Mike put my name back to normal, Lazo. No Nick Nats. No, but there's Mike put my name back to normal Lazo, who is the CEO of Cartoon Network. True. I feel that shot of the cat is the thing that dates this episode the most. Yeah. That feels very like mid two thousands humor. This whole yep. this whole episode is mid two thousands humor. But I mean Did you like Goku wearing two infinity gauntlets? That was pretty funny. I prefer that was it Kukumi or whatever his name is. Oh, uh, the little uh, Papumi, uh, the, the little fucking like flan thing that yeah. like, had eyes. So dumb. <laughs> Don't thank us. Thank Gugu Yasa. <laughs> so Rocky, you got first move on this. What do you think? 
Uh, yeah, this show's insane. What the fuck? I mean, it's cool. I think, I think it's cool. They're doing what they wanna, and you know, artistic expression is important. But also, what the fuck? I like how it. Aired, I like how this aired on TV. Yeah, yeah right. Insane to me. <laughs> Everyone, pursue your dreams, man. Because this was on TV. Yeah, on think, purpose. Fair, it was on TV. It was on TV with like the lowest budget of anything. <laughs> I mean, people still got paid for this. I don't think that's something that we that we should undersell. Someone did this in exchange for money, and it was cool. I, I think I've talked with Patrick about this before, but this was the last era where something like this could have been on TV as opposed to just free on the internet with no one getting any money. Honestly, I feel like it's going to come back. Like, I, I, don't, I think it's going to take a couple of years, but I, I think we're going to circle back around where just wild shit is like, for major broadcasts again. Yeah. Personally, I think uh, I think that they're going to re-air this for 2021. I couldn't see Adult Swim not doing that. Mm. Oh, fuck. If they, if they scoop us on this joke, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get this one out, dude, on the first. Like, yeah. Like Shit. 12 midnight. Got to get it. We should get the, some uh, of the voice actors on this cast. I'm okay. Like, um, I am... I'm I'm really curious as to like the what the ratings were like for C Lab. Um, Not good. I can accept that. That makes sense to me. Well, apparently, not Aqua Teen is the answer that mattered to them. Yeah. The the thing that I'm curious about, what's important is, is that like, you know, nobody watches television anymore. At least like television that comes out of a TV. Yeah, uh, I'd like sports. Right. And so that's how, like, you know, they could make AEW, which gets, on a good night, has about a million people watching it. And, like, TNT's like, this is the most exciting thing ever. And, like, if WCW had ever had as little as a million people watching, it would have been considered a colossal failure. And I'm just wondering, like, if they were to resurrect C Lab, if they were just like straight up bringing back, like, like, hey guys, now it's C Lab twenty twenty two. Fuck all y'all. Like, if they brought back C Lab, like, how big would the built in audience? Like, I, I'd fucking watch. Like, you know, I'm the right age. To be like, okay, this is officially now nostalgia for me. Like, and targeting people who are you know forty ish who have money and time to waste and you know wish they weren't slowly dying is exactly the kind of thing that television does. We'll see. I feel yeah. the Adult Swim of the time would definitely do the plan you just said. I just don't know whether the Adult Swim now would. I don't. I don't watch it enough to really have an image. Yeah, I just watch it for anime. That's about it nowadays. Damn, they're really making money off of Rick and Morty, though. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much where they make money off of that adult uh, Aqua Teen reruns and uh, whatever Tim and Eric are doing nowadays. <laughs> True, fucking Tim and Eric. Yeah. Um man. What was that uh that barbarian show that Adult Swim did exactly one episode of and like abandoned it? Korgoth of Barbaria. That was actually pretty uh, decent. Yeah. Um and they're like, uh, this is expensive and time consuming. No more of this. And they just like periodically re-air the Korgoth of Barbaria pilot. Um make that fucking nerds you couldn't do more of this we we have to get more 
weird garbage shows like Prison Illinois or whatever the fuck it's called. They're doing good in anime though. They got a Shinmu anime in the works. They they commissioned two seasons of Fooly Cooly. Did you just say a Shenmue anime? Yeah, he did. They're it, they're releasing a Shenmue anime. Do they emulate the acting from Shenmue? Please do. I don't know. Apparently, they're. I now, think they're. Shenmue I think it's actors. Actually, I don't think it's like like pseudo CG or anything. Yeah, I think it's just like. Oh, you meant like the animation? Yeah, I think it's just. No, I, be... I didn't. No, I meant like the acting, just straight up, where it's just like the weirdest discussions that were clearly recorded at different times, stitched together. I don't uh, know. There, there's been no announcement. All it, there's just a promo image of of Rio Hazuki and some other background stuff, and said coming twenty twenty one or twenty two or whatever. Maybe they'll try to fake it. We'll it's, see. It's probably we'll be a little bit better, but I think they kind of gave up on that whole Shenmue four idea. So, like, okay, hold on. I wanna I wanna touch on something real quick because I, I I'm about video games. People know this, but uh. One of the things I saw recently was that uh, there are a lot of games that uh, basically play like audio tracks like back to back and they have like implications of like continuous discussion, like, you know, interruptions where people like cut each other off and stuff like that. But they because of the way that like their audio system is designed, they play audio tracks back to back. So like these implications aren't heard. So you'll what you'll end up with instead of people being cut off, you'll have people who kind of fade like uh, in their dialogue for like no right. good reason. And people like who sort of jump in like apropos of nothing. And it's really gross how that continuously happens. However, Shenmue is one of the the few like uh, games that have seemed to have done the exact same thing, but accidentally made something great out of it. Um, and I'm, I'd love to see someone parody that like style of like audio design in the future, but I'm not sure if anyone will ever do it on purpose. I, I don't know when Shinmu stopped being a game that people just like, lauded and hailed very very seriously and very stuffily and like oh the way that Shenmue offers a slice of life wah 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 it, it started it's when Yakuza came out yeah I believe that 100% yeah because like Shinmu is now just straight up treated like the fucking room and I think deservedly so like you know just like he walks up to somebody like hey 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 do you know where sailors hang out and it just like no one talks like this. No, no one. Exactly zero people. I watched it, listened to like, an interview, but they got it voiced uh, Rio. And essentially mm-hmm. what they, they did was they made him talk like that stoic and of that nature. Because I think the issue is that it was English voice actors directed by Japanese uh, voice directors. Right. So they want a certain style, and I guess they don't realize that that's not really what really goat flies, I suppose. Yeah, I feel I that trailing that. style can be seen as like manly and stoic in Japanese, but like sounds absurdly like atypical in English. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds stilted and kind of like you might be unconfident. Like yeah. Ryo doesn't even make the second tier if you're building a tier list of Shinmu characters now. The top tier is obviously Tom the hot dog vendor. Um followed closely by Goro. What about like, Tony's pizza? So I never played the game, so I I have no contribution on this part. I've just seen clips of how awkward it sounds. Mm. Like 
Go ahead. I think it's no, I was just gonna say, I think it is a fun game. I like specifically as like an interactive experience, I think it is very good. However, like the things that they try to take seriously, they fall flat at, especially in voice acting. And it's a shame because the game is like like they're they spend a lot of resources on voice act, but it's definitely a joke. Yo. Guys, can we zoom out for a split second and realize that we came here to record about C-Lab and we're debating the merits of Shenmue? Oh, fun, right. fa- oh, fun right. fact, that no, actually no, no, made... No. That's not even a call-out. That's just a more like, what has happened? Oh, I, I forgot to mention... <laughs> oh, uh, I actually forgot to mention, I did a video with the voice actor of Shenmue. I completely fucking forgot about that. Oh, shit. Uh, All right. It's in the chat at the channel. time mark. I talked to Ryo Hazuki. Ryo Hazuki. Uh, the, the, guy, the guy that voice acts him. Right. It was in an Adam Korlick video for I was at E3 with a with Sega Saturn Shiro, and All right, I talked sure. to him. It's right there in the general chat if you want to check it out. But uh, no, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I forgot about that. That's weird. I I just love when the game grinds to a halt for a good fucking eight hours, so that <laughs> you way you can move it. where you can move crates at the fucking like pier. <laughs> like you're like, you're like yeah. What you're going to do for the next eight hours of playtime is move fucking crates in a forklift. That's that's it. Yeah. I thought the forklift job was cool, though. I had a lot of fun. For sure. I agree that it definitely, like, jilt, like made the, pro- the plot, like, goofle, like, ugh. There are words here. I don't know where they are. Yeah. Um, I agree that, that it definitely was not sensible in the way of moving the plot, but I yeah. think it was very enjoyable as an interactive gameplay experience. I, I think that like Shenmue is probably the reason that when Grand Theft Auto Five, with its three different protagonists, also decided to grind to a halt in the single player campaign for a whole quest chain that involves working jobs at the fucking pier and involves moving sh- the forklift. I got big angry. I was like, really, really, I- I'm. That's an interesting comparison that I've literally never heard before. There's a there's a whole heist that you do with like the three guys in GTA mm-hmm. Five, where you're like robbing like a ship that's coming into the pier, and mm-hmm. like uh, Trevor and Michael like both like do jobs at the at the pier in order to get ready for the heist. And so you're like you're moving fucking crates around with a forklift as Trevor. And then, like Michael gets to move like the 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 mega sized forklift, which can carry pick up whole like container cars at a time. And I'm like, oh fuck you, video game! Like it's like, see, we're like the better Shinmu. You can pick up even bigger crates. And I'm just like, fuck you. I like, al- I almost want to ask the Hauser brothers, but I don't want to give them that credit. Is there a way? Just say it was ask- your idea. <laughs> no, no, what we do is we we ask the Bens. We need the Bens. I'm interested in that. Yeah, like, hey, dear Leslie, did the Housers think that they were enormously clever by getting a bigger container? Like- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, do we want to want to start the uh, the last episode of our C Lab episode fifty two? Oh shit! Can we, I introduce one? I was going to say, I think you should in- intro this one, man. Yeah, go for it, my this dude. The podcast that has always been about Grand Theft Auto Five. God, okay. I hate that game. Uh, so uh, we are going to watch the final episode of C Lab 2021, uh, which is called Legacy and Laughter, or What I Know Isen. Uh, originally released in the U.S. on April 24, 2005. The equivalent episode is episode. Oh, actually, ugh, 
Um, it's not entirely sure which episode it is because it comes from an incredibly dark place at the heart of cynicism. Like where all good things about Cartoon Hour come from. Fucking robot chicken, though. Oh, Stroker and Hoop is the shit. What the fuck is Stroker and Hoop? I've never heard of this. Uh, basically two detectives that suck and fuck everything up. Classic. Shoutouts to Assy McGee. Fuck Assy McGee. I hate that show. <laughs> fuck it. Keep in mind, this is the final canonical episode of the show. To C-Lab, a legacy of laughter. So is this confirming that it was all just a a show then? Like the Mario Brothers. We've been looking back at our favorite C-Lab memories. And later, we'll premiere next season's first episode, Tin Fins 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh, Sharko. Uh, the record, the guy on the right side is Marco's son with a shark. Wow, he put his human shark penis shark in her shark vagina and created Sharko. Jesus Christ. And he, he's That's actually in... Quote from the show. Yeah, he's actually in season four, like, for, or season, last season... Okay, guys, I, I don't want this to be that weird, so I'm just going to preface it with that, but I wouldn't mind fucking a shark, I think. Oh my fucking god, I'm horny? Okay, for the same reason as Vaporeon, or where are we going with this? Oh yeah, well, that reminds, oh, Vaporeon? So I've never talked about that at all. Wait, I no, I know you about. haven't, but haven't you seen that meme of people being like, man, you should fuck Vaporeon, and it's like the worst thing anyone's ever said? Okay, I, yeah. Okay, no, I'm aware of that, and I just kind of like, nope, not going to do that. Jokes on the set? Yeah, that that got awkward pretty fast. Anyways, uh, I'm pretty no sure somebody fucked a dolphin. <laughs> I've been told the dolphins are bad and I should hate them. Sure. Dol dolphins are the frat boys of the ocean. Super. Next question. Hi, uh, this is for Doctor Quinn. If you're really a robot. Uh -uh. Cyborg. <laughs> How do you get through airport metal detectors? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> what are the pandas of the sea? Um, I'm pretty sure there was... Oh, 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 fuck, I'll send you a video. Wait, no, I may have already sent you a video on TikTok. Was, was I'll it, double check. Wasn't though. there some... There's a joke on that. Can we talk there's about Master Lou is there? Playing them. Yes. <laughs> They have a lot of characters. They have Chopper Dave, the, the producer from Adult Swim, the Cartoon Network. Jesus. Yeah. Why are women on C Lab depicted as subhuman sexual objects? I don't know. Why don't you ask that whore mom of yours? Whoa! <laughs> oh my god! Whoa! It's five dollars, same as in town. Okay. Okay. This is for Jesus. Do Meatwad. Oh, yeah, Meatball from uh, Alpha Team Humberwad. I don't, I don't do that voice. Got him. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, Get fucked. Question for the panel. Hey, super. Um, will there be a space Katas spinoff? <laughs> that's that's from C Lab. Uh, from Aqua Team. Yeah, they just scream Moon and Nights. We don't um really know about that. Hey, uh, you guys want to take off? I can't. I'm a paid seat filler. And my pelvis is shattered. Any, uh, oh my god. Lab questions? Yes, let's stay focused on C Lab. I have a C Lab question. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now we're 
wrong track. Why isn't C Lab Aqua Team? <laughs> oh God. The darkest be thing. Right back after this. I like how those trees that eat babies are in the background. And the one with bark cancer. Did you notice how she changed her outfit between shots? Oh Jesus. That was just a T-Rex, right? Like I just saw yeah. that yeah. shit. Well, yeah. Oh god. No, I want something exciting. I, you mean like a cheeseburger? You mean cheese boring. <laughs> spice up your next date, then treat your gal to the shocker. Oh no. Inserted into a yeasty bun. All smothered in tangy grizzle sauce and spicy chili. Uh, I don't think I want to try that. Same. You may have to talk her into it. Tonight on Action. Oh my god, they predicted OAN. Sink. Is it slowly killing you? Plus, Duber, the two-faced kitten. He's twice as cute as a regular kitten. He's also dead. Oh Jesus. But this remind me of the uh there's this the oh no I'm gonna tell you later. Taking questions we from want, hey, we want. Howdy, I don't get this part. Is it supposed to be his dicks out? They have a whole roundup of hash picks, fan fics, rootin' tootin' ringtones, and hash's own blog. Also, that's not a question. Okay, here's a question. Can you get me away from this race gang? Nine! <laughs> Jesus. Whoa! Uh, hey, uh, I want to say something. I'm uh, sure you do. Shang. <laughs> Jeez. That's right. I do Marco's voice. Is that why my check's so small? <laughs> you should see my check. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, Holy fuck. For the bus. Actually, we probably make more for a half hour of work than most of our viewers take home in a week. <laughs> Oof, got him. In three weeks. You poor ass bastard. <laughs> 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 You're the man behind another voice on C-Lab. She changed dresses? Yeah, multiple times. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> chair, I guess. I also have an update. The pandas of the sea are the vaquitas. They're considered critically in danger. They're estimated to be 10 alive. I say good. The spirit hunters hunt panditas live. black <laughs> That's all black women understand. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Motherfucking Christ. At least gets punished immediately. What? Like plots? I mean, at least, I guess. Oh, come on. Just a little hint. Well, there is one thing. Here come the spoilers. Better turn your TV down, folks. Who are you talking to? Nobody's watching. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so sad. Next season. God, I hope I don't get into trouble for this. Okay. One of the crew members. Who shall remain nameless? Get this. One of the crew members gets pregnant. I wonder who that could be. Oh yeah, it's totally screwball. You know, like bringing up baby. Only instead of a leopard, there's a um an abortion. Oh fuck! God. We got an episode where the crew. Wait, should I even set this up? I will. I don't think it needs to set up. No, no, no. I'll set it up. Nah, just run the clip. Damn it! I want more lines. Here you go. <laughs> okay, okay, f you. And f all of you, too. Thanks. Let's go to a I like how his leg moved. Mm. 
When a mad genius searches for the secret to eternal youth. Come on, Ontogeny. Recapitulate phylogeny. Something terrible happens. Oh my god. Terribly adorable. It's sea babies. I completely forgot about this. Oh my god. <laughs> Cute little babies witness a murder. <laughs> uh, that's all they've animated so far. Uh, <laughs> want the great taste of Grizzlebees without leaving home? Don't worry. Cause Grizzlebees. Oh, God. Hey, Cheryl. Want another shocker? Don't talk to me, you filthy bastard. Grizzlebees. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Limited time only. Welcome back to C Lab, a legacy of laughter. For those just joining us for this special 30 minute C Lab, you're in for a real treat. Quinn? That's right, Tony. Uh, hey, why does he get the line? Oh, God, here. Go buy some. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. What a great teaser. Scary. But before we get to the premiere, there's Jesus. a... Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a character who, from day one, many of you felt was the heart and soul of C-Lab. I think you know who I'm talking about. Thanks, everybody. Oh, God. <sighs> you like me. Captain's log. You really like me <laughs> Captain's log never gets old. As I was oh my god <laughs> just summoned it most beloved characters is this thing on all right sea monkeys oh there go my nipples again there how do I look save it for Queen Doppelpopolis I'm gonna be an Adrian Barbobot Hey, who's got a peanut for turtle face? Don't, he's allergic. You want the mustache on or off? <laughs> I was trying to get the cat in the tub, but he's crazy. He hates it. You've been in tightest scrapes of this. Is there ever a bad time for pudding? Hi. Can I borrow your pick? I bet your lymph nodes are as big as cats. This is my wife. Did you <laughs> to eat you? These are all legitimately moments from the episodes. This is not like community doing fake flashbacks. Yeah, this is all real. Fair enough. Clean your ears out, woman. I want some balls. I mean, it's like a koala bear crapped a rainbow in my brain. During the movie, I gave Turtle Face a whole bag of peanuts. <laughs> I, I'm really glad that we're legally watching this on HBO Max where the whole series is streaming. Exactly. Oh my god. Because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to rewatch the whole fucking series because of today. <laughs> this is the end. Oh my god. Actually, this is the last Sea Lab ever. Thanks for the four great seasons. Love, 7030 in the Sea Lab cast. Smiley face. So I've previously said that I think um, this show went on one season longer than it needed to. I mm -hmm. hold by that. I like this FBI warning. <laughs> what do you like about it? Uh, how on the nose it is. Fair enough. It's weird. There's not usually FBI warnings here on HBO Max. 
Yeah. No, that's in the episode, man. That's why it looks like a VHS rip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, Rocky, what did you think of, um, quote-unquote, the crowning episode of C-Lab? So, um, I, I, I think I have some new uh, considerations to weigh. Um, given the way that, you know, community definitely went off the rails at a certain point, and intentionally created situations where they would ask viewers, are you sure what you're watching is real? Um, addressing that with like the last episode of C-Lab, I think it's really interesting. I think deciding that like the, the whole show was like some sort of like, you know, a contrived conceit rather than, you know, like a sort of documentarian view designed for our comedy is like interesting. Just really um, quick, um, there's like three episodes to that effect earlier in the series that we just didn't have time to show. Absolutely, that makes sense. Um, I think the show was, I think the show was fun. Um, I do think it's, it, it definitely needs getting into. Like, I, I think there needs to be like an onboarding moment, and I don't know where that is. But if that, if our first episode that we watched today was it, that would make sense. It, but it's I, not. That's like a weird deep cut episode. I right, think like what would, what would be a good onboarding episode? Like, like Bizarro, maybe? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I, I think maybe In the Closet would be a good one. Oh, okay. If we're going to get into like the episode stuff, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Rocky, continue. Right. But uh, I, I think the show is interesting. Um, I am very cautious because I do not want to imply that I think the show is good. Um, but I do think it's fun, and I think it's entertaining. Um, and Based on what they did, it looks like they had a good time doing it. I'd like to read more interviews with the people involved. It feels like one of those things where like everyone was very cynical about it, but was like enjoying it while it lasted. I might be projecting from my jobs working in independent <laughs> games, but yeah. Definitely would. Wow. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Um, I... Like, there have been a lot of times where I've gone back and I've tried to, like, rewatch a piece of media that I have previously enjoyed and been like, oh, no, and, and like, discovered that, like, there's stuff there that, like, is just completely untenable and, and can't, or can't be excused. Or, best case scenario, it's just a lot shittier than I remember. Um, I was fully prepared to come into this experience and, like, have that. So, color me absolutely delighted that... um that didn't happen um yeah neat and like i i think to and i think that to um something rocky said about like i don't want to call it good i i think and this is probably me getting too heady for the the way we've been acting on this fucking episode i i I think that we we are we are trained culturally to distrust the things that we enjoy that like somehow we don't know what's good Mm -hmm. um and that, like, not to trust our own instincts, that, like, when we eat food that we enjoy, you know, we, we ascribe it to some, like, base need as opposed to, like, sophisticated understanding. When we see a movie we like, oh, it's just because it pandered to you. Like, I think it's okay to like things, and I think it's okay to think things are good. And, like, I think I like this, and I think it's good. Fair enough. Yeah, I... On that point about like the idea of like good versus enjoyable, like I, I agree with you in the general sense, but I also think there's an aspect of like I think it is good. 
um, and I very much enjoy it, but I don't, I think it's a fool's errand to try to replicate it, which is like oftentimes yeah. when people are talking about good, they're talking about like something that's emulatable. I don't think I right. can emulate this. This was like flash in the pan's the wrong word because like it lasted a while and was good for a while, but like I, it, it was like you had to be there. Moment. Joe, I think the phrase that you're looking for is it's not flash in the pan, it's lightning in a bottle. Yes, you know, it, exactly. It, it was very yeah. much lightning in a bottle. You could never do this again. Yeah. Like these people went on to have successful other shows, <laughs> like making Frisky Dingo, which was not successful but was good, but in a very different way. Um, and I think a lot of them went on to work on Archer. I'd have to confirm the that two heads. Did, the two heads did go on or go Archer. Both the the people that did, it. and those are right. wildly different from this show. So like, while they still were able to produce good stuff, it wasn't based simply on the legacy of this. Yeah, it, uh, if you watch both shows, you can pick up some of the humor and some of some of the the in jokes and the dumb references that they have. Not to this show, but just the 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 dumb humor, like dumb catchphrases or dumb scenarios or just weird off the wall scenarios that they run into. It it feels like you know as much as this feels like incredibly like a product of its time, you know, early to mid two thousands comedy. It also does feel forward-looking and and roadmappy to like a, a lot of comedy that would come after it, um. And so, like, I I think the idea that like this can't be replicated is very much accurate and very astute. It, it it's like it, it'd be like trying to like replicate an earlier point in like you know the evolution of a species. Like you 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 can't go back and crawl out of the ooze again. This is crawling out of the used. For sure. And I think one of the things that it definitely hasn't aged well in terms of a lot of the jokes and a lot of the 2000 humor, but I think a lot that of the comedy is still... Rough. Huh? That last episode was rough. Yeah. Um, I think that was like the one time where I'm like, you guys really may have gone actually over the line this time. Yeah. And that's sort of... that's. I mean, it's evident from what we saw, especially with the with the Neptune, Neptunian episode. Neptunian episode. It sort of just just show uh, accentuated that. So it definitely has an age in terms of comedy. It's still based level two thousand. Kind of like oh, you're gay and stuff like that is the sort of the norm in that that sort of humor, you know? Right. I think that it's interesting because they at least did it as the character who everyone knows is a fucking idiot. Um, but that being said, it's still something that people wouldn't do now. Yeah, it's the Pierce Hawthorne problem. Like the idea that oh, like, yeah. um. There, there was definitely a period in television history where, like, writers, comedy writers, thought that they could continue to say the horrible thing just so long as they had the horrible person saying it. But, like, if you never have that person grow from it or face any kind of, like, legitimate reckoning, it just rings very hollow. For sure. Also, how many shout-outs did Community get in this fucking... Like, talk about Shinmu, like... Community definitely got a shout out a fair bit. So Four. I recently watched all the way through Community for the first time ever. I was like one of the old school fans and only got through season three because like four when was it four when uh, Dan Harmon? Four is when yeah. Harmon left after three and then like uh, the happy endings guy did four and then they came back for five. Yeah. yeah, I never saw it after he came back because like I was just so done with it. Um, so I decided to go back and and watch it, and um, that's part of why I brought it up so much. You know, it's kind of funny how that that happens because we mentioned Community with Dan Harmon, and guess what show that Dan Harmon went on to work on on Adult Swim, Rick Morty. Yeah, 
That was kind of funny. Um, I think like, so like, I know like season four is referred to as the ghastly gear. And I do think that like the, the guys from the happy endings, like uh, lost the soul of the characters. But I do think that they did try to focus on some of the arcs that could have been meaningful if they showed up earlier in the series. Like, I think like Jeff meeting his father could have been a meaningful thing. Um, and, but I, I do think that there are a lot of things that they, a lot of like visual language that shifted from the initial show, like their use of brighter colors, which like kind of carries over from uh, happy endings and their tendency to put a bow on their stories, even mm-hmm. if like they are, you know, intentionally distressing um, as if they don't trust their audience to reckon with the things that their characters are going through. And that's, that is intentionally lame, and I can't defend that. But I, I do think that season four was actually worth what it was printed on. But yeah, and, and to their credit, I'll say that they're the only ones who I think made an intentional effort to try and like reconcile and deal with Pierce with Pierce as a character. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking specifically about the episode like Herstory of Dance, where like Britta embarrasses herself by like saying that she's going to have a Sophie B. Hawkins dance, like. Pierce is like in a good way the like the heart of that episode when he like calls Jeff out on his shit and is like, "Why are you an asshole to Britta in this way?" And then um, he made Britta's dance work. Yeah, and it's like nope. that. They Dan Harmon never did any of that with Pierce, mm-hmm. so good for them. Also, also, well, I, I feel like another thing about like season four specifically. I'm sorry that we're turning this into a community cast. No, I was going to uh, say one more thing about it too. Um, but season four also was one of the few times that the show s- tried to like reconcile Britta as a character because because initially Britta was a character that was obviously smarter than Jeff Winger and had like motivations that weren't like silly or like. Then they made her a moron. Yeah. And they made her a moron for like the rest of the show, like post season one. Yeah. And it's because they didn't know what to do with her. And maybe she had some beef with Dan Harmon. And I guess I understand that, but it's definitely shitty to do for the art that you're creating. It, and to like, okay. And like, I don't know how much of listening to Harmon town you guys have done. Mm. Um, Zero. But like, it's it, okay. So Dan Harmon's podcast is a nightmare where you can unpack Dan Harmon's like pathos. Correct. Um, and part of what you find out is that, like, you know, the premise of community is based on, like, Dan Harmon legitimately enrolling in fucking community college because he wanted to nail a chick. Um, and it's somewhere along the retrospect. Yeah. And you're like, like, so much of, like, listening to Harmon Town is really discovering that Dan Harmon is a piece of shit. Um, Oh, is that the, is that the one where they talked about they talked about that porno we watched with the guy on the hoverboard? That that does happen there. He also I talks about fucking. Yep, and he also talks about like fucking a mannequin leg on the reg. Multiple um, mannequin legs. Like, multiple, he has a collection of mannequin legs. He fucks. There it is. Um, yep. Wow. But like, I was unaware of all of this. Yeah, but like one of the things that comes up on in Harmontown is somewhere in Dan Harmon's life, he just decided that the woman that Britta was based on was stupid. Friends. Like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah. So is, oh is community good? Community is a good television show. Community is I a do, good show. I do want to like, like 
all the way through, like seasons one through six is actually good television. It's fun to watch. They develop characters that you don't expect and they develop them realistically. They make characters that grow and change. Except for Pierce. Except for Pierce. Except for Pierce. Pierce. And like Pierce is very early on coded as like the villain, which is, you know, not great. But it is also kind of doesn't. Chang grows and then doesn't like the way they treat Chang it actually really sucks. Like, so Chang, I, I, like is that the one with Chevy Chase? <sighs> okay. Uh yes. Chevy Chase is Pierce. Uh Chang is played by Ken Jeong. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Like the the um Chang being a dr- I think that really the best way to describe Chang is like a drift for from seasons two to five. Yes. Correct. Like I like I, I think that Chang in season six is really, really good. Agreed. Um uh but like it's like Jesus Christ! You really just had this poor man sitting there for fucking four years before you like finally gave him some like good stuff to work with. Um, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, stay tuned for our uh, watch through of the entire run of Community. Oh my uh, god, this was the secret backdoor pilot for that. That's, <laughs> that's next season. Still listening? Yeah, get hype. <laughs> I'm actually in, very interested in like the selection of Community episodes. I'd like to be a part of that meeting. Uh, it's uh, all from season four. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have to viciously defend season six. Like once Harmon went full weird surrealist, like I was way in. No, actually, so here's the thing. Like I love Frankie and I love Leroy Potashnik. Um, I really love Frankie being the one person to confront like Dean Pelton. Um, because like the the rest of the show has absolutely just let it go. Because it either makes their lives easier or it's not worth the trouble. But Frankie's probably the one person who doesn't have either of those like ties, and she can definitely get in his face, and she really does, and I love it. The one of my favorite bits, uh, one of my favorite things ever given to uh, Frankie to do was the line where she talks about trying to contact the IT lady in the school. She's <laughs> like, "What? Yes, you know what I'm talking about, and why it's yeah. funny." Yeah, go yeah ahead. She, she's like, whenever I call that number, I just hear a weird ringing noise, and then my nose begins to bleed. And like, <laughs> it, it's it's the show making a joke about how she's calling a character that was previously played by Paget Brewster on the fucking show. So it's right. like, it's, it's about her calling herself, and it's just like, it's beautiful <laughs> and it's perfect. All right. Um, do you want to? Any last thoughts on Aquatango uh, Force? I'm stupid. <laughs> on Sea Lab 2021? I guess, what are some episodes that you would suggest people see? Maybe you could phrase it as an entry point or just like episodes that you really like that you think we did a disservice to by not including. Bizarro is the obvious one because that's generally considered like one of the favorite episodes of everyone who's ever seen the show. Yeah, I guess, when it, actually, I do not really care for Bizarro that much, to be honest. Neither do I, but so many people like it. Huh. Anyway, so I guess the top five I'd recommend is Murphy Murph and the Feng Shui Bunch. So Murphy hires a Feng Shui master to redecorate Sea Lab, and there's a special cameo within the episode I wouldn't ruin for you guys that want to watch it. Uh, you referenced uh, this episode a bunch during this episode. Anytime we said Master Lou, he's from that episode. Exactly. Another one's in the closet. So the entire crew, Sand Stormy, gets locked in a broom closet. And it's the introduction to Buck- Buckethead Wendy. And probably is one of my favorite closers of all time. This is a top three for me, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Red Dawn is another one. So Murphy enacts communism with a cameo from JFK. And has the best quote on Aquatine of all time, which is if it don't, which is if it don't mean butt if it ain't got that jut. So referring to his chin, so that one's really good. That's a that's a great episode, especially if you've seen Doctor Strangelove. 
Exactly. Definitely there's a lot of call-outs to that. Uh, ASHD TV or Asteroid Smasher uh, High Definition Television. So C-Lab gets a HDTV by mistake that was meant for a Space Lab, and the entire episode is them riffing on Adult Swim and mainly the Brack show. Oh, and Will and Grace. They do a n- nice burn on Will and Grace as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that another time, but yes, I, it's a great moment. Yes, and has my favorite, uh, one of my favorite also quotes, uh, check out the rack on Space Quinn. So <clears throat> I'm going to keep that out of context for everybody that watches that, but... Yeah, and then the last one is Fuse Box. So this one's my favorite one. So the power goes out at C-Lab and the entire... Huh? This is probably also my favorite. For sure. So the power goes out at C-Lab and the entire episode sands a few seconds in the end. It's just one frame of them just talking over a a picture of C-Lab. And it has another favorite quote of mine, there can only be none. And uh, yeah, that's... uh, that one's really funny. I really like it, and it's very avant-garde, which I love avant-garde television, especially live television. And uh, yeah, that's about it for that. So definitely recommend watching those if you have not and or want to watch more of it. And uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Any last words from you guys? Same. Yeah. Do you guys want to plug your stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. Sure, I'll do it. Um. So Brian and I are on a podcast. It's called Impossible Coin. Uh, we we are a weekly podcast. We talk about video games, both what we're playing and about what's going on in the industry. We do it every week. You find wherever podcasts are found. I'm serious. We've taken painstaking efforts to make sure that if you want to find a podcast called Impossible Coin, you can find it. Uh, but, you know, we'd appreciate if you leave us a, a review on iTunes. Uh, we are also supporting Brucey. So if you support Brucey versus... Uh, on the link that Brian has. Brian, what's the link again? I know you have God uh, damn it. I mean, bruisey.refr.cc forward slash impossible coin. That's you. the one. If you support us there, then, you know, we would really appreciate it. But honestly, if you listen to us, that'd be great. Um, we're on social media too. It's all impossible coin. No underscores or dashes or anything weird like that. We got in first, except for uh, Patreon, except we actually did get on Patreon. It's just Brian made it a year before and he forgot about it. Um, and uh, I think that's the only time in conversation that Rocky uncontrollably erupted and said, Brian, you're so fucking. There can be only none.